Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hello, happy and healthy, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy Tuesday, guys. It's your host, Janina Mopola. Um, if you've never listened to my podcast before, then hi, my name is Janina Mopola. I am a YouTuber, podcaster, influencer based out of Dallas, Texas. And my whole goal of my podcast is to help you guys. I want you guys to thrive in life, to be more happy and healthy emotionally, spiritually, physically, and mentally. So I touch upon a ton of different topics regarding everything with these things that encompass in that. And so, yeah, my whole goal is just to help you guys out. And so I really hope I'm doing that. Um, I just want people to be happy. I want them to be fulfilled. I want them to be satisfied in life and just to know themselves, you know, to just like see that life is a blessing and a gift. And if I can help in that in any shape or form, then that is my goal. Um, I am a Christian. I am a believer. So I'm a believer. So most of my advice, most of the things I talk about, they do come from a Christian perspective. Now there's, I'm sure things, if you're not a believer or a Christian, you're still welcome here. I'm sure there's still things that you guys can, um, find to be true or good or speak to you in the podcast that maybe don't have to do with faith. But I will say most of my episodes are faith related because I truly believe that I just cannot do my life. I cannot live life well to the fullest to find true joy, satisfaction, peace, all of that without Christ in my life. And so that is why I do, you know, bring Jesus into all my podcasts. So if that annoys you, I'm sorry, but also it's like, I just can't do life without him. So that's kind of why I always talk about him. But anyway, you guys get the point. So welcome to the podcast. If you are new here, if you're returning, hello, um, welcome back to happy and healthy. Um, I wanted to do today's episode uh, regarding this topic about heartbreak and breakups because um, I polled you guys on my Abide Tribe, which is my Facebook page for women to find community and to know Jesus and all that stuff. I asked you guys on that page, I said, what are the biggest things you think you're struggling with right now? And there were so many responses, whether it was 
loneliness or singleness or anxiety or lack of money, lack of friends, et cetera, et cetera. And hold on, there's a truck driving by my house. That's very loud. And there were several, several topics. And I was like, okay, how can I go through one by one eventually and address these? But I saw a ton of people um, talk about breakups. Why do I literally have a burp every single episode? Honestly, it's probably because I'm always drinking something. Like I have uh, an iced coffee right here. I got the Grande, um, what was this? Like a shaken espresso or whatever from Starbucks. It's really freaking good if you guys want to try it out. I'm sorry, that probably sounded disgusting. <laughs> that probably sounded disgusting. I'm very, very sorry. But anyway, I always drink something, which I think makes me have acid reflux. So I'm very, very sorry. That's disgusting. My editor can probably just edit that out. But anyway, um, so the reoccurring thing that I kept seeing was dealing with heartbreak, breakups, all that stuff. And this was just funny timing because funny enough, tomorrow... This episode's going to be already posted after this, but tomorrow marks my two-year anniversary of my breakup, my heartbreak. And you guys, you know, if you're a YouTube viewer of mine or if you've been following the podcast or whatever, um, you know that I went through a heartbreak two years ago where, you know, when you're going through it, you literally feel like the entire world is like falling apart. You feel like everything's shattering. You feel like, how will I ever get through this? But it's been two years since then, and I kind of want to share what helped me, things I've learned, and then just to help somebody out there that is going through a heartbreak as well and just going through, you know, the moment right now where you're like, my heart literally is shattered, it's broken, will I ever recover, will I ever feel better again, will there ever be a light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to tell you today, yes, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. So don't lose hope. So I wanted to kind of share you guys what worked for me and just kind of give you my overall thoughts on just heartbreak and how to handle it and how to deal with it. And I just know that this is a reoccurring thing. A lot of us have gone through heartbreak in our life. I have people constantly DMing me on Instagram being like, yo, Jay, my heart just got ripped out of my chest. What do I do? How do I get through this? Help me. Like I'm really, really struggling. And all I can say is I feel you've been there, done that. And it is literally the worst thing ever. It truly is. Um, when you're going through it, it's like nothing can help. It's like people can say all these things. They can bring you food. You can, you know, get off social media or you can be like, okay, just today. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think I'm not going to think about it. But when you're going through it, it's like all you can think about, like truly, like all you can think about is this person and all the memories and the good times and how they made you feel and the songs and all the things that just start constantly coming back. And I just want to let you know, like there's hope and I want to help you guys get through that today. So let's just get right into it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and here is how to deal with heartbreak and everything that I've learned thus far. Let's do it, baby. Just a side note, it's very hard to look attractive in the headphones that I'm using. I feel like it squishes my face (laughs) and my hair and everything. So I always feel like these headphones are just not the most attractive on me. But that's just a random side tangent that you guys didn't care for. So whatever. Anyway, okay, so you're going through a breakup, right? 
And I feel like they're how you spend this time is very, very crucial. I think it's very uh, telling of who you are, how much you place your worth and identity and value into the relationship, and how you handle low moments of your life. Because, again, I just think it's, I think a lot of people, once they break up, they're like, okay, what is the next thing I can run to to fill this hole, to fill this void, to just distract me, to remove this pain? I will do whatever it takes. And so whether that could be, you know, another relationship, whether that's food, whether that's, you know, not sleeping or oversleeping or just binging on something or just distracting yourself or going partying or whatever it is, I just think the time that you spend after a breakup is very, very crucial. I think it's important time and I think there's stages to breakups, there's stages to the pain, there's stages to healing, to grieving and to all of that. And so first and foremost, I just want to say breakups are the worst because you're almost in some sense, you're, you're losing the hope of what you thought was going to be. So like you're losing almost the dream that you had of like, potentially like I'm going to marry this person. At least that's how it was for me. When I was dating my ex, I genuinely thought we were going to get married. I've talked about this before. You guys are probably like, we get it freaking Janine, but Um, I literally thought we were going to get married. Like we had discussed when we wanted to get married. We discussed where we wanted to live, how many kids we wanted, et cetera, et cetera. Like I thought like, this is it. Like, this is my person. And when we broke up two years ago, I just remember feeling like, like, oh my gosh, like there will never be a person like him again. There will never be someone that will match him or that can make me feel the way he does. Like you just think all these things of like, I will never meet somebody like him again, but I promise you, you will. And they might even be better and they should be better to be honest. And so you will, but in the time you're just like, my world is ending and how will I ever recover and ever go through this? So if that's you right now, like I get it. (laughs) I was there. I literally thought there could be nobody that could match this person, but I promise you there will be, and you just need to keep your faith, keep your hope, keep fighting because in the lowest of low, like you just can't see the top. Like you're at the, you're at the bottom of this well and you're like, how will I get out of this ditch or the bottom of this well? How will I get out of this well? But I promise you, God wants to help you. He wants to guide you. He wants to help you recover and heal from this because it does suck. But the Bible does say in Psalms 147.3, It says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. In Psalms 34, 18, it says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So I want to let you know that God does desire to help you through this process. He is near you. He is there. He wants to help you. He wants to guide you. And he's he's there in the midst of this pain and this broken heart and this crushed spirit and everything. So I want you want you to allow him into that. I want you to. I think that's the best healthiest thing that I did was allowing God to move within this breakup because every single day I was journaling, I was praying, I was crying. Um maybe not every single day, but a lot of the times when I was crying, I was going to God of like, God, I need you. I need you to be with me. I need you to show me that you're there, that you're guiding me, that this is for a reason. Like, why would you do this? And so kind of the wrestling, allow God into the wrestling of like, why would you do this? You know? And I really wholeheartedly believe he's going to show you like he showed me. It took me some time to kind of be like, why would God do this? Why would God take away this person that I thought was 
my dream person. And as time went on, I was like, oh, snap. Like, that was not my person. Like, I can so abundantly, clearly, wholeheartedly say now that he is not my person. Does that mean he's a bad person? No, but he was meant for somebody else and we were not meant for each other. But at the time, you just can't see that. And with time and with clarity and discernment and wisdom and good good friends and, you know, things going through, you going through the process, you will eventually start to see whether they are for you or not for you. So give it some time. But I want you to allow God into that pain. I want you to allow God and to the heartbreak of like, God, I need you to show me. I need you to be near my brokenhearted moments because he is, and he wants to help you go through that. He doesn't want you to fight alone. He doesn't want you to cry alone because they, in the Bible and revelations, it talks about how there's angels. I think this is the most beautiful thing. There's angels in heaven that have a bowl of incense, which means prayers. So every prayer that you give There's angels carrying those prayers to God in a bowl and God goes through and he sorts them and he answers them or says, Hey, right, right now I'm not going to answer that prayer or just wait, or this is a no, because I have something better. So if God is not answering your prayer, it's because he's like, Hey, I have something better for you, or I want you to keep waiting. And I want you to keep trusting me because think about this. If God had answered every single prayer that you asked him you might be getting some things that you really didn't need or things that actually were not good for you that you thought you wanted, but he's like, I have better, but you thought you wanted that. You thought that was going to be the best thing, the thing that was going to bring you life, but in the end, it really wasn't going to. So sometimes unanswered prayers are the biggest blessing, as hard as it may be. Because I remember just keep, I just kept praying, 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 God, like, Please restore this relationship. I want you to redeem this. I want you to bring him back to me. I want us to work this out. Like, and him and I would pray too. Like, let's just pray together that that God would make this work. And we started going through time and more time and being like, this just isn't it. Like, this is clearly not meant to be. And so eventually God's going to reveal to you whether you like it or not, whether it's in the shape or form that you want, he's going to reveal to you, um, you know, if the relationship is blessing, if it's a blessing or not. So just know that the breakup is going to take time. There's healing stages. There's a process. There's a grieving process to breakups where you're going to go through phases of whether you're angry or upset or depressed or have unforgiveness or bitterness or you're just crying. And then you're, you know, then you start coming to the, to the end of it where you start seeing a little bit more light at the end of the tunnel. And so it's going to take a process and they're going to maybe be out of order. It's not linear. They might skip around. They might jump around, but ride out the grieving process, ride out the pain. I don't want you to numb your pain, to distract from your pain because it's going to pop up somewhere else in some shape or form. I'm telling you it will. And so if you just decide, okay, I don't, I don't want to go through the grieving process. I don't want to heal. I don't want to deal with it. I just want to put it on the back burner. I just want to numb this, suppress this. It's going to explode somewhere else. So if you start just jumping into another relationship and you're like, it's fine, it's fine. Like I'm healed. I swear I am. You're going to start bringing in some baggage, some pain, some hurts, some garbage into this next relationship. The best thing you can do for your future marriage, for your future relationship is work on yourself, get healthy and get your, get your relationship with the Lord as healthy and as good as possible. Your single season is very, very vital. This breakup season is very, very vital. So don't run to things that are, that are going to just numb you or things that are just going to distract you. 
get healthy and sit in the pain. Sometimes it's not fun, but that's just kind of life is realizing, okay, life is not all peaches and roses. God never promised that we wouldn't go through trials and tribulations. And so how you spend the trials and tribulations, I think matters. So sit in the pain and allow God to work in the pain, allow God to reveal things about yourself Two, that you're like, okay, this was my fault in the relationship. This is where I messed up. So don't only just go pointing fingers at what they did, how they're messed up, how they're ugly, how they're toxic. Look at the log in your own eye too and be like, okay, where were my faults? Where did I slip up? Where was I unhealthy? Where was I the person that perhaps might've caused this? Because you know how like whenever you're perhaps dating someone new and all they're doing is being like, my ex was crazy, my ex was crazy. That to me is kind of a red flag because it's also like, I'm sure you played a part in that too. It does take two to tango. So what was your fault in the relationship? You need to reflect on that as well. And to use the breakup time to be like, okay, how can I turn this ugly situation into something good? How can I change my perspective? How can I look at, okay, how, how does God want to teach me something in the midst of this? So don't just point fingers because I think it's so easy for us just to run and, and start bad mouthing that person, bashing them, being like, they're messed up and they did this. And now, sure, I can guarantee you for your situation, there's probably some people that, you know, maybe they did cheat or they did play games or they did lie to you or they were toxic or whatever. I don't want to dismiss that because sometimes there is someone more toxic than the other, like for sure. If one person's trying really hard to keep it healthy and to keep it God-centered and the other one's not, you get my point. One person might be healthier than the other. But... Always use every circumstance, every situation, every moment as to what does God want to teach me? How can this refine me? How can this prune me? How can this make me better and not bitter? I always say that, I know, but look at the situation. Like, okay, God, what do you want me to learn from this? How can I not bring in these same mistakes, the same baggage, the same poor decisions into the next relationship? So working on yourself and sitting in the pain. I think you need to go through it. You need to just cry. You need to, you know, just have your friends encourage you and help you and all that. And that's something else too is, you know, bring bring people, healthy people, good people, people that love you, people that you trust, people that knew you, knew him, knew the relationship, people that are healthy, that are obeying God. Sorry, I'm so itchy right now and I don't know why. Like my nose is itchy. I don't know if it's like allergies or something but like my arms are itching and you guys might if you're watching the youtube video you can see me scratching i'm very sorry i don't know what it is but like all of a sudden everything is just itching on me i don't know if it's like allergies or grass or something but there's something in the air and i don't like it okay but anyway i'm sorry but allow people to help you go through this breakup process the healthiest thing that i did as well in order to heal from this breakup was be, be mentored, be counseled, be willing to listen, be willing to be honest with my friends when they're like, how are you doing today? And me being like, look, I still miss him. I'm still really upset. I still low key am hoping that we're going to get back together. Like just being very, very honest with your friends and allowing them to speak into that because within accountability, within honesty, within transparency, there we find freedom and healing and breakups can put you in bondage. Breakups can, can hold you back. Breakups can enslave you. Breakups can prevent you from moving forward and living your best life and living the calling and the purpose that God has for you because you're constantly living 
in the past. You're constantly living in the what if, what if land of what if we get back together? What if we were supposed to be together? What if this, what if that? Living back in the past constantly prevents you from moving forward. So have friends walk through this breakup with you that you're honest with and be willing to be, you know, mentored and have them call you out of like, he was not good for you or she was not good for you. And be willing to hear that because there's so many things, especially when you're in a toxic relationship, we can be so blinded by love. We just turn off all our discernment and we are literally putting on a blindfold to all the red flags and you're only looking at the good. You're only looking at the, but he did buy me flowers at one time, but he made me feel so good. We have to look at the facts over our feelings because our feelings are often deceitful. Our feelings are often going to tell you things that are not true because it's only clinging to the momentarily things, momentary things that made you feel good. But you have to look at the longevity things of the facts, the proof, the evidence, what was consistently happening. What was that? Was he constantly, you know, dismissing you, belittling you, uh, making you feel bad about yourself? Was he talking to other girls or vice versa? This can go for guys and girls. Look at the facts because feelings are very, very dangerous to follow. They are. Feelings can lie to you. They can deceive you. The enemy wants you just to chase your feelings over facts. But the Bible is about truth. It's not just about feelings. If Jesus was following his feelings, he would not have died on the cross. He would have not done a brutal death because he was like, I don't feel like it. I don't want to do this. Why would I want to go on the cross? Why would I want my back to be beaten 33 times over? Why would I want that? But he chose to obey truth and facts and what he knew was the right thing to do over his feelings. So the same thing for us. Sometimes it's very, very hard because when you're in the breakup, you're going to want to follow your feelings. And I get it. I've been there where you're like, but I feel so good. I just miss him. I felt so great in that. But remember to look at the bad too. There's a reason. There's a reason why y'all broke up. So what was that reason? Why did y'all break up? And, and remember the bad times too, because again, I think when you're going through a breakup, like I was saying, you always remember the good, but your friends are the ones that remember the bad. They're the ones that are like, um, remember that one time he told you you looked fat in that dress? I don't know. I just made that example up. I have no idea. Wait, where are my little sound effects? Should I, should I whip those out for this? Let's see. Yeah, that was my sound effect to my poor attempt at a, you know, example. Maybe we won't use the sound effects in this one. This is not the episode for that. But your friends will often remind you, hey, remember when he said that? Remember when he did that? Remember when he stood you up? Remember blah, 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 blah. But you're the one that's always like, but, 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 but. We should not have to justify for the, the relationship that we're in. Let me say that again. You should not have to justify for the person. You shouldn't have to constantly be defending them and making excuses and justifying as to why you're in this relationship Now, I cannot generally be speaking because I don't know your situation. I don't know the person. But overall, the next person that I date, I don't want to have to be making excuses or defending or like being like, but but this is the good part about them despite that. And other people being like, what? Like, girl, like he literally is blank, 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 but you're clinging onto the one good thing about him. You know what I mean? So remember kind of the bad times as to why you broke up because you broke up 
for a reason, you know? And I think it's just important to remember why y'all did break up, especially if there was toxicity or something very, very unhealthy in a relationship that you should definitely not go back to, especially if it's cheating or abuse. We, we do not want you going back to that because you are too valuable, too precious, too worthy to accept that kind of treatment. And you need to know that. And when you start building up your self-confidence and your identity and who God has called you to be, you're not going to take scraps. You're not going to take breadcrumbs. You're not going to take abuse because you know your worth and you know your value. And you do not deserve that. You just don't, you know? So old Janine, I don't think old Janine knew that, but new Janine, Janine today, she knows that. And it took that breakup for me to get that. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the heartbreak because it made me realize that I was valuing myself less than the way that God values me. And I don't want to live like that. So I think it's important, again, like I was saying, to look at like, okay, how can I learn from this? Why did I accept that treatment? Why did I accept this relationship that was less than God's best for me? What lie am I believing about myself and about God and about that person that, that allowed me and kept me in that relationship? So asking yourself the hard question. I think they're, the best thing you can also do, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Like I have a list in front of me, but I just feel like I'm jumping around because there's so many thoughts on this. When you're going through this breakup, have a journal. Have a journal every single day where you're processing this, asking yourself hard questions. Why did I accept this? What was good about the relationship? What was bad? What do I want different going forward? What did I like about the person? You know what I mean? Process through it journaling and through prayer. That's one of the healthiest things that I did as well is I was journaling almost every single day during this breakup, like sobbing in my journal, being like, God, why would you allow this? But then also allowing him into it. And then also just writing down, you know, moments of good things with my ex and moments that were really, really crappy with my ex. So I would remember the bad, you know what I mean? And so um, prayer and journaling is very, very, I think, important. It's a really good way to process through the breakup, to heal through the process. And also when you look back, you can be like, oh my gosh, look how far I've come or why did I even date this person? You know what I mean? So it's really, really helpful to journal. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, okay. So another thing that I also did during my breakup is I did a dating fast. Again, like I was saying, oftentimes after you get, get out of the breakup, you want to just run to the next relationship. You want to just run to the next thing that's going to make you feel good, comfort you, distract you, another person. And I just don't know if that's the healthiest thing to just run into another relationship. I just really, really don't, especially if you're not healthy, you're still not over them because I've just seen this happen. And I've definitely done this before in the past where you start dating another person and you're having fun, but for some reason you just can't bring yourself to fully like them because you're still low key in love with your ex still. And you just can't allow yourself to be emotionally available to that person. So in some sense, you're hurting someone else in the process by not fully healing You're 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 bringing in baggage to the next relationship and projecting past things onto this new person because you're not fully healed. That's why I think it's so important to be fully healed because then you're toiling with someone else's emotions and, and their hearts and their time when they're ready for a relationship potential. They're ready to commit. They like you, all this stuff, and you're not, and you're kind of just playing games. And in the end, you hurt that person and you kind of hurt yourself as well. So I just don't think it's wise to date until you're fully ready and you're fully healed and you're fully over that person. You know what I mean? Because then you just end up hurting other people along in the process and it's just not fun. And you know the whole like hurt people, hurt people? Yeah, that kind of thing. So just be kind of careful about that as well. Okay, so I think another thing that 
plays into breakups. At least it did massively for me. And I know that in today's culture, it definitely plays into breakups is freaking social media. It ruins relationships. It makes breakups 10 times harder. You guys know what I'm talking about because say y'all break up. Like for example, I'll just use my past relationship as an example. We broke up, right? We mutually broke up. Actually, we kind of mutually broke up, but not really, but definitely my heart was ripped out of my chest. And then we both decided we were not meant to be together after the breakup. But we were like, we can still be friends and we're still cool. and We still respect each other and still love each other and still care. So we'll follow each other on Instagram still, right? Then you start altering what you're posting. You start stalking what they're doing. You start trying to like, you know, look into every little detail. Like you see them post on Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, wait, is there a girl in the background? Is he hanging out with someone else? What is he doing? You start getting paranoid and psycho and crazy and overanalyzing. And then you start changing what you post because you want to show this person that you're better off without them and that you're doing just fine and you don't need them and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think social media is so toxic during relationships, during breakups. If I were you, if you have the strength, unfollow them, block them or mute them or whatever you can do to not see their stuff. I actually had to do this with somebody uh, probably like a couple months ago because I realized that I liked this person and I knew we weren't supposed to be together. I knew that it was not going to go anywhere, but I still had feelings for them. And I was like, you know what? I don't hate them. It's not that I don't like them or that we're on bad terms. I just think for my heart to protect my heart, my peace, protect your peace, protect your peace at all costs. Y'all, I'm telling you, mute them, unfollow them, do what you got to do, do what is healthy for your heart and your peace. You can put boundaries. Now, for me, with the specific person I'm thinking of, I just muted them on Instagram. I don't hate them. I don't think badly of them. We're still friends. We're still cool. But constantly seeing their stuff pop up was not good for my health, for my heart. So I just muted them. Social media is very, very damaging. So if you can, unfollow them. Because it really prevents your growth. It stagnates your growth a lot more. And looking back now, I'm like, dang, if I had just unfollowed him sooner, I probably would have would have healed a lot quicker. And you guys start subtly start DMing each other again and seeing each other's stuff and making comments. And it's just really, really unhealthy. So if I were you, I would just unfollow them from Instagram, to be honest, if you can. Now, if you guys didn't end on bad terms or if you're so cordial, that's cool. But probably just mute their stuff. But do what is best for you. But be honest with yourself as well as to, is this becoming a problem? Am I becoming obsessive? Am I, why am I still stalking them? Am I still in love with them? Just be, be honest with yourself. Journal through that again as to what would be best for you. But social media just is very dangerous. And then you're starting to stalk, like, who are they following and what are they doing? So just... I don't know. I just think it's best and the healthiest just to unfollow them. And they might get mad at you and you can be like, look, it's not that I hate you. It's just that for my peace and for me to move forward, I need to do this for myself. Like, and I'm not, I don't have to worry about you anymore because I'm here to protect my heart. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what's best for me. Right? So I would just really, really recommend that. Um, another thing that, wait, I was, I want to go back to the dating fast because I was still kind of talking about that. I took 40 days after this breakup, I can, intentionally I took 40 days to not date, not talk to anybody, not flirt, not be on social dating apps, not to do anything. It was soul time with me and the Lord every single day going through the hard stuff. 
And I can guarantee you when you go through a dating fast, some ugly stuff is going to get brought up. Things that you thought you dealt with or things that you don't want to deal with or things that you um, have put on the back burner in the back of your mind, they're going to resurface. So, excuse me. I'm so sorry, y'all. So I really encourage you to do a dating fast because that will allow you to get really, really raw and honest with yourself. And that way you're not jumping into something else. Because like I said, just being single, taking care of your single self, being healthy is so important. So to not just jump into something else, I think is very, very valuable. So take a dating fest, whether that's a month, two months, a year, 60 days, whatever it is, I just recommend it. For me, I did 40 days because 40 days in the Bible is always a testing period. Jesus fasted 40 days, 40 nights. So for me, I fasted from you know, going on dates, dating apps, flirting with a guy. Like even if a guy had asked for my number or asked to ask me out on a date, I just said, sorry, no, thank you, but I'm not interested or whatever. Like I would just shut down everything. Truly every prayer that I had asked for in my dating fast has pretty much come to fruition and God has answered those prayers from that dating fast. The best thing I did for myself, I highly, highly encourage you to do that. And I just journaled every single day. What were my thoughts? What was I, what was I feeling? Am I sad? reading Bible verses, writing down Bible verses of that day, praying, all that stuff. So I really, really recommend you guys to do that. Okay. The next thing I kind of want to just talk about is forgiveness. So this actually was the verse of the day. I opened this up on my Bible app and um, it was Matthew 544, but it says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So I know in some breakups, it can get very, very ugly been there, unfortunately done that. I will say in my relationship that happened five years ago. Um, again, if you're a big, you know, follower of mine, if you've seen this, I was in a very unhealthy, toxic relationship five years ago that ended horribly. And I do plan to talk about this one day. I'm kind of just like waiting for the right moment, but I do plan to talk about this relationship one day because this was like the most unhealthy situation. It shifted my whole life. It was the lowest moment I've ever been in my entire life. And the ending of the relationship got extremely toxic. It didn't start toxic, but it ended very, very toxic to where I literally hated him. Like, hated. Like, when I thought about him, this anger and bitterness built up inside me. And I was like, literally, F that guy. Like, I freaking hated him. I wanted bad things to happen to him. I... You know, every time I saw his face, I would just get angry and I would literally be like, I freaking hate that guy. And I would just speak so poorly of him and all this stuff. You see how like sad that sounds? Like it sounds so sad. And even with my most relationship, my most recent breakup, the one that was from two years ago, I didn't hate him, but there was definitely times where I was just like, oh, like that guy sucks. Or like, you know, we started getting into some really unhealthy things during the breakup because we kept talking. And so that brought up some really ugly things. And so I started to have angerness and resentment and bitterness towards both of them. So forgiveness towards your exes is very, very crucial. It might take you some time, but I think it's very important to do because the enemy works in forgiveness. He works in bitterness. He works in resentment. He works in anger. He works in all that. In the Bible, it says where there is envy and strife, there is every work of the devil. (laughs) That's crazy. So if there's strife, if there's fighting, if there's, you know, gossip and slander and all this stuff, there's the works of the devil there. The enemy wants you to do that. He wants you to hate him. He wants you to be angry. He wants you to be like, F that guy. He sucks. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to bash him on social media, etc. 
Forgiveness is a beautiful thing. And I want to encourage you today to forgive the people that have hurt you. Now, I can, I, again, I don't know your story. I don't know what that person did to you, but I can guarantee you I've been through some shiz in my life. The relationship that I had in college, I mean, I like in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, the unforgiveness is warranted. Like I deserve, I am entitled to hate that person because he did some messed up freaking crappy things to me. However, I have chosen forgiveness. I have chosen to pray for him. I have chosen to let that go. I have chosen to be like, look, that man is a, is also a son of God. That is also a son and also his child and someone that Jesus loves and Jesus died on the cross for. When you look at it that way, then you're like, okay, Jesus died for this person. Jesus also forgives this person. So if Jesus can forgive them, I can also, because it says in the Bible that we're able to forgive and love because he loved and forgave first. He forgave and loved us first. We didn't deserve that, but he still did anyway. So we should carry that heart posture as well towards that person. So it took me some time. Let me tell you some deep crying, some deep prayer, people praying over me, people leading me through the prayer, people challenging me, forgive him, forgive him, forgive him. And me weeping and sobbing to forgive my ex in college. Um, but I did. And it was this relief, this freedom, like this burden carried lifted off of me of like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't have to look at this person and hate him anymore. I don't have to look at him and have this icky, weird feeling inside. I can look at him now and be like, I'm sorry for him. I feel for him. I care for him. I'm going to pray for him because that was a child. That was a person. Like the way I look at my past ex now, the one from college, I look at him as a child that was hurt and a hurt person that hurt more people, an unhealthy person that made some really poor choices that hurt me in turn. And also I was unhealthy. Like I had my own strives and battles and things I was going through that was not healthy. So I forgive him now. Sure. There might be some like weird feelings still towards him whenever things get brought up or whatever, but, but I forgive him. And it's like the most beautiful feeling. And I, I prayed for forgiveness. I prayed, God, would you help me forgive him? And eventually I did, but I chose that. But sometimes the enemy is just going to keep you there and enslave you. And, and he wants you to not forgive that person because then you don't, then you don't move forward. Then there's something that he has attached to you. And I can get, I'm just telling you the enemy works in bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness. So try your best forgive, walk through the forgiveness with somebody, tell them, I still hate that person. I'm very, very angry. And I know that there's some things that they've done to you that you did not deserve, that you didn't ask for. You didn't want things that you're just like, but Janine, you don't understand. And you're right. I may not understand, but choose forgiveness and forgiveness does not mean that you go back to them or that you allow them in or that you allow them to walk over you again. That's what boundaries are for. It's more for you. You don't have to go to the person. You have to tell them. You don't necessarily have to say, hey, I forgive you. You can if you have, if you feel like it, if you feel so inclined. But it's more for you. It's more for you and your walk with the Lord and your heart. So I feel good. I don't have to go to my ex from five years ago and be like, hey, I just want to let you know um, I prayed for you and I forgive you. Maybe one day it, it might come to that. But as of right now, I don't feel like that. It's more for me and my walk with Jesus. So. I think I've talked about that long enough, but I just think there's so much 
anger that comes from breakups where you literally hate the person. You're gossiping about them. You're slandering them. You're bashing them. You're posting about them on social media. You're completely tarnishing their name. Don't do that. Like keep that within like a very close circle of people that again, that you know, that you trust that can help walk through that because you know, you want to leave people better than you found them. That is like one of my biggest things is in any breakup, you want to leave people better than you found them. So like with my past relationship, the one that ended two years ago, let's just call him D. D truly made me a better person. Even though the breakup sucked, it hurt. I was angry. I was upset. I couldn't understand why. There was things that he did that pissed me off that really deeply hurt me. Um, he made me a better person because I chose to allow that situation to make me better, to teach me something, to grow me. And I really believe that he did make me a better person. And I personally believe that I also made him a better person. I encouraged him in so many different ways, spoke life over him, prayed over him. And some things that I told him to do, he actually ended up doing. And now he's married. And I hope that his current marriage is so blessed by our relationship. Not because I'm this powerful, mighty thing, but that I was hopefully trying to make make him a better person for his next spouse. And I genuinely think that he made me a better person for my next spouse. You see what I'm saying? Leave people better than you found them. Don't destroy them. Don't talk badly to them. Don't belittle them. Like have a healthy ending if you can, where it's cordial, there's clarity, there's kindness, there's grace, there's truth, but that you're just, um, you're just leaving them better than you found them essentially. So I, I hope that you guys can do that. Okay. This podcast is getting kind of long, but I just essentially want to talk about, you know, now the single times, the single moments. Now you're, you're going to be in the moments after the breakup, what should you do? The best thing that I did is I discovered myself. Who is Janine? My identity in the Lord. I fell in love with Jesus. I did that. I traveled. I spent quality time with God. I picked up new hobbies. I hung out with friends so much. Like I let friends walk through that pain with me. And I, I got to know myself. I got to just really be like, who is Janine? What do I enjoy? Y'all go live your best life. Yes. You can sit there on the couch and cry for a moment, for a time. You can eat the ice cream. You can, you know, go through that pain or whatever, but eventually get out there. Y'all go travel, go book a flight, go to the beach, hang out with friends, serve, get involved in church, get active, get involved in a Bible study. Um, go be a part of your church, join a community group, volunteer, do things that keep you busy, but things that are good and beneficial. There's a difference between staying busy at the bars and staying busy within friends and good community. You know what I mean? There's two different ways you can handle your singleness and just choose wisely how you do that. So go have fun, pick up new hobbies, try new things, read books, listen to podcasts, go to counseling. If that's what you need. I did counseling and I am beyond grateful that I did counseling because I went through there and I processed as to, okay, why did the relationship end? Why did I accept this treatment? What was good? What was bad? Everything that I was saying, like allowing someone that's more mature, older, wise to speak into the relationship, I think is very, very important. And especially if it's a really unhealthy, abusive relationship, I really think counseling is a beautiful thing. It really, really helps. I would personally recommend a Christian counselor. That's what I did. And I think that was really beneficial because she helped me process through things in a godly way. Um, and not just a psychological way, but a really a deep emotional, spiritual way that I think was very, very beneficial. 
And so go to counseling if you need to. And I think also that what is important is if you were sleeping, having sex with this person, you've formed a bond, a soul tie, a connection with this person. And so I've been there. I've done that. You know, I, I did that with my relationship that ended five years ago. Something, again, part of my testimony, you know, lost my virginity to this person, uh, married the person, ended up separating from the person, and um, had this soul tie. That's, again, a whole another story. You're probably like, wait, what? Yeah, I know. Whole another story. But uh, I formed a soul tie with this person where it made it really, really hard to move on from this person because sex is meant to bond you. It's meant to make you want. It's meant to unite you with somebody, you know, and meant to unite you and this person and God together. So when I separated from this person, it was really, really hard to move on because I was bonded to this person. So praying through the soul ties, praying through that, praying to remove that, praying that God would remove that connection, that bond from that person so you can move on, I think is very important. I did that within counseling and I'm really thankful I did that because I felt free finally. And that's also a lot of times why, People just can't move on. If you're sleeping with this person, there's some times where you're just like, why can I not move on? Why am I so attached? Why am I so obsessed with this person? Why do I still want them even though they treated me like absolute garbage? You might have formed an emotional bonding soul tie to them, a spiritual bonding, a sexual bond soul tie to them. I encourage you to pray through that, learn more about that and invite God to help you remove that because I think it matters. I did that and it was really healthy for me to pray through that. And I don't feel like I'm bonded or, you know, chained to this person anymore. Um, I feel like I can fully and wholly give myself to another person down the road whenever I marry somebody again, sexually again, emotionally again, you know, all of that stuff. I've been waiting till marriage since that relationship. And so um, I believe that, Counseling really helped me process through that and go through that and just inviting the Lord in through all of that. Um, so yeah, those are kind of, I would say most of my tips. Um, this podcast is kind of getting long. I just want to let's just remind you that, you know, if you're going through this breakup and you're just like, Janine, you don't understand my heart hurts. I know it hurts. I've been there. It, it feels like the worst thing ever, but give it some time. You will eventually, um, get through it. And you're going to see later down the road why God removed that relationship or why God didn't want that or why God didn't bless it. And if there's a lack of peace in the relationship, if there's a lack of just blessings, that relationship is not for you. Don't go back to it. You know, don't go back to it because oftentimes we're waiting around and we're like, but what if, what if, what if we're supposed to get back together? What if he is the one? What if she is the one? If God is not abundantly and clearly showing you, if there's not peace over this. If people aren't seeing it, people are not agreeing with it. They're not like Janine. This is a good relationship. It's probably not the one for you. I hate to say that, but it's probably not it. And I always tell myself this, it's a no until it's a yes. The relationship is a no. You're not getting back together. It's not happening until God abundantly shows you there's evidence that shows you that it is a yes again. You know what I mean? So don't be holding out because I think a lot of times we're like, he'll come back or we can make it work. Or what if God makes it, you know, what if God makes it work out down the road? Again, it might, it just might. There, there are situations, but until then you do you, you seek God, you chase God, you get healthy, you live your best freaking life. And if God unites y'all back together, let him do that. But don't try to, you know, puppet your own life and be like, and manipulating and trying to control it because sometimes that doesn't work well for us. It doesn't go well. It sometimes makes things even worse and you're worse off by doing that. 
And so um, allow God in on the situation and just go get as healthy as possible and just know you will get through it and you're going to meet somebody down the road one day that's going to value you and love you and cherish you and honor you and make you a better person. That's not going to make you question yourself or leave you hanging or make you be like, you know, am I worthy? Am I valuable? Am I beautiful? They're going to make you feel safe and secure and cherished. And like, there's this mutual, mutual respect and everything. Wait for that. Do not accept garbage and breadcrumbs and anything like that. Cause that is not God's best for you. Wait for God's best. Wait for that. And he'll show you that with peace, with people blessing it, people seeing that it's a good relationship with just it being blessed and covered. And this person makes you better and they make you look more like Jesus and vice versa. And it's healthy and you guys communicate and there's trust and all of this stuff. Wait for that because that is what you deserve. And that is what God wants for you, his best. So don't settle. My bottom line is do not settle. I'm telling you, do not settle. Okay. You get the point. That's my round of applause for like, don't settle, sis, or bro, whoever you are. But anyway, I hope this podcast helped you guys out because I know breakups suck. They hurt, but you're going to get through it. Um, I really hope that this helped you. If you know somebody that is going through a breakup, send this to them and just say, hey, I know you're going through this breakup. I listened to this podcast. This just might help you. And I hope it does. And you know what? I want to end this podcast in a prayer because... Heartbreak freaking sucks, but God wants to help you through it. So let me pray for you if you're going through a heartbreak and you're just like, I do not see the light at the end of the tunnel. My heart is aching. Um, let me just pray for you really quickly. All right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna invite the spirit into this really quickly. Lord. Lord, you say, God, that. You want us to have our hearts break for what breaks yours. And I can just feel this heaviness. I can just feel a weight from somebody right now crying in their bedroom, crying on their floor, crying in their car, wondering, begging you, God, where are you? Why did you not answer my prayer? Why did that happen? Why did they leave me? Am I not valuable? Am I not beautiful? Am I not worthy? What, why did I deserve that? God, would you be close to the broken heart like you say you're going to? You say you never break a promise, so you're not going to break this promise again. You're never going to do that. You're going to be near this person that is brokenhearted. Lord, would you draw near to them? Would they invite you in to say, God, my heart is really freaking hurting. Would you help me, God? Would you... Pick up the pieces, my heart that's on the floor. Would you pick up the pieces one by one and start gluing it back together and make it better than you even found it? Sure, there's going to be a little bit of a bandaid on there, a little bit of bruising, but there's nothing God can't do. God, would you bind up my wounds? Would you be near the brokenhearted? Would you help this person go through this season? Would you show them that you have not left them? Would you show them that you're near them? Would you show them that you have a plan and a purpose for this pain? It is not wasted. That in turn, this heartbreak, this moment is going to later in turn help somebody else. Just like my heartbreak, just like my situations, just like my pain, 
hurt me, but in turn, it helped other people. God, would you allow this situation to have their pain now be used for a purpose to help someone else out? God, would you show them that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that you are light? So where there is light, there you are. And I just want to remove and rebuke the enemy that is covering this heartbreak that he tells you, you're never going to get through this. This is all you deserve. You're going to be stuck here forever. That person didn't love you. You weren't good enough. That's why they left you. You deserve that abuse. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You are a daughter. You are a son of the king that deserves best. You are more valuable and worthy than rubies and pearls. So when you know that, when you know your identity, you do not accept less than God's best. Would you speak identity over this person to where they're like, I refuse to accept less than best. I will only from here on out, from this day forward, accept God's best for me because that is what I deserve as a daughter or a son of the king. So God, I just pray blessings. I pray blessings. I pray coverings over this person that you would help them, guide them, that they would recover quickly over this heartbreak and that you would give them an amazing future spouse, an amazing future partner that makes them look more like Jesus, that when they see this person, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus, I did not settle. Thank you, God, that I did not end up with that person whom I thought I wanted, but you had better. Even when I didn't see it, you were working. You were preparing the person for me. God, would you prepare their heart? Would you have them pray for their future spouse? Would you have them pray right now, God, for their heart, for their, their, for their future, for the future calling you have on their life, for this person that you have for them? Because it's supposed to be kingdom work with this person. But you're, you're right now creating their person for them. And you're also like, hey, I still got to work on you a little bit longer. I'm still pruning you a little bit longer. Allow me to prune you and to work on you and to bind up your broken wounds. Don't do this on your own. Allow me to do it. Don't run to the next thing to fulfill you and to satisfy you. God says, let me do that. Let me fill that empty hole. Do not do that on your own with drugs or music or movies or food or another person or just anything else, alcohol, partying. Let me be the sustainer for your soul. Let me. And I will bind up the broken heart and bind up those wounds. And he just says, hey, I love you. He says, I love you. Let there be a greater knowledge, a greater um, understanding of his love. Cause when you realize how much he loves you and how much you are valuable and loved by him, you don't need another person to tell you that you don't need that. Cause you're like, I know my value. I know that my father has loved me first and foremost. So I don't need you to va- to value me or to affirm me because I already know I'm affirmed first and foremost by my father in heaven. So let there be a deeper revelation of his love over you right now in the name of Jesus. And I just pray right now that his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in your room and in your car or wherever you are, that you just feel his presence right now that you can just feel him working. You feel him binding up those wounds. He says, my child, I'm with you and I have not left you and you're gonna be okay. Amen. I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right, y'all. That was today's episode. That was today's podcast. I really hope that this blessed you and that this helped you 
you guys are valuable and worthy and you're going to get through this. If you have more questions, you know, of course, feel free to reach out. I try to respond to people. Sometimes I just cannot respond to everybody. I'm so, so, so sorry. But overall, if there's confusion or if there's a, a lack of peace, that's usually God being like, nope, that ain't it. Because it says in the Bible that God is not the author of confusion, but a God of peace. Seek the peace and run from confusion. And that's my final bar for y'all today. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Happy and Healthy. Share this podcast if it helped you. Uh, Feel free to leave a review. Those help me out a lot. If you have loved this podcast, leave a review. Um, I don't make money off this podcast. So if you feel like this podcast has helped you or blessed you, feel free to donate uh, monthly. We do have the Patreon for this page. means the world to me. There are some people that do donate, but I don't make any ads or anything off. I don't do ads on this podcast. So if you feel inclined, feel free, but no pressure. But I love you anyway. Be blessed, stay happy and healthy, and I will see you guys next Tuesday for another episode. Peace out, Girl Scout. I'm out. Bye, y'all.